You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. We cover news and events from the week, talking Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on luchacentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. And of course, a shout out to our streaming partners at thechairshot.com. Please welcome your hosts for the week. He is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. And who is he? It's the one and only Brendan Barr. And thank you for joining us once again on Lucha Central Weekly. I am Dashing Dusty Murphy. I am joined by who? Who? None other than my co-host, Brendan Barr. We want to thank Miranda for the lovely intro, if there was one. We're not sure yet. We can't hear it on our end. We were just laughing that the most Lucha thing of all would be if there wasn't an intro. But... But we're point, here I'm again. I'm rooting that there wasn't one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it more loose. Again, just Brendan and I this week. Next week, I will be gone. It'll just be Brendan and Miranda kind of shaking things up for the summer already. You scared yeah. me for a second there with that pause. It's like just me. I'm like, nobody told me. <laughs> no, at least it's my understanding right now that Miranda will be there next week. And, uh, yeah, just big things going on, big summer for everybody, a lot going on. And we had a lot going on this last week with Triple Mania. But uh, first, did we have anything for Andy Roundup or News of the Week? Oh, yeah. So I'm just keeping this short and sweet, but there's kind of a big one here. Uh, during during the uh, the week, Roosh announced that he's coming back. He had a little press conference, said he's going to do some stuff. Uh, the only place he's really kind of committed to working at is Robles, so, you know, your mileage may vary. <laughs> Obviously, there's not an ROH for him to go back to at the moment. Right, and, yeah, exactly. You know. And all the names uh, he kind of, yeah. Unless yeah. you are going to get to that. Well, I wasn't going to get to that. I was, because uh, uh, I only... Like, uh, for me, it was just about the headline. Once I saw that he didn't announce any real dates that he or any companies, I was like, ah, I don't care. But what? Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, my understanding, I didn't see the whole interview, but my understanding was pretty much every name that he called out was an AEW name. And oh, that okay. Was kinda, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes sense because all of his friends are the almost all of his friends are there. Well, yeah, and I mean, if you're going to bring back the Ingo Bernables, like, that's the place to do it right now, especially with their association with New Japan, the Forbidden Door, 
Like, yeah. you could get Roosh and Andrade and Naito together, even well, just for one night, it'd be huge. Well, that's going to be an interesting thing, but we, we have to get to uh, other segments to talk about that. Cause... <laughs> yeah, big things happening this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm just going to I'm going to say it a lot, but uh, it was a big, big week. I, I had a big visible reaction. I wish I had a camera on me when when it happened, but we'll get to that moment very soon. Uh, we did also have a, a little other. We had just a couple things for the indie roundup. Um, sadly, Bandito lost the lost the PWG championship to Daniel Garcia. Uh, that would have been a week ago at this point. So by the time you guys hear this, it would have been a week ago on Sunday. Um, I mean, not a lot to say about that. It, it, you know, some people were saying it's about time. Obviously, Bandito is kind of one of the hot big names right now. So PWG is probably not going to be in his future for much longer. Uh, not, not that PWG is small. I'm not going to anybody. Right. Calm down. <laughs> But they, you know, PWG's kind of built a rep on having, you know, the, the hot guys before they get hot. And that's, that's, they did that with, uh, the Lucha Bros. They did that with, uh, uh, I mean, even like Flip Gordon and Matt Cross and, you know, just, uh, tons of people before they got big and then they got big and they started touring a lot of places and they didn't come back to PWG as much. That's, that's what I'm on about. I'm not uh, not dissing on PWG. I love you guys. Give me tickets one of these times. I want to see a show. <laughs> I can't get them normally because you sell out too damn fast. Oh, almost immediately <laughs> every time. Yep. The word is you got to know somebody, so I'm just going to try. I'm just going to beg out here. <laughs> um. Then, you know, we had a couple of smaller things. I, I, we always say we like to support the smaller things. Santino Bros had Fight Night 2, which was available to watch live on YouTube, and they've since put up after I asked for it. And I'm going to blame myself. They put the replay up, so you can go watch <laughs> Fight Night 2 on there. Um, because these guys are super cool, and and I want you to go watch it, I'm not going to give results. They had some names like Moizela, Guy, Guy Cool, James Brady. Uh, Koto Hiro, uh, Savannah Stone, Kid Bandit, like some really great matchups. Lots of good stuff going on. It's on, on the Santino Bros YouTube channel or, you know, you can hit me up and I'll send you a direct link to it. Go watch it. And Defy was back in Seattle. Uh, just a couple of quick headlines on that. We had, uh, Nick Wayne and Swerve Strickland teamed up with Adam Brooks to defeat the team of Christopher Daniels and uh, the Midnight Heat, which is, uh, if you guys haven't seen the Midnight Heat and you anybody is like a 80s and 90s wrestling fan, imagine all of your favorite tag teams from that period of time in two guys. So um, it's kind of interesting. That you're getting Nick Wayne and Swerve Strickland on the same team because they're kind of like uh, supposed to be wrestling each other a bunch. So, you know, you have that. And uh, the PCW Ultra Women's Championship was once again on the line with Donica Della Rouge 
uh, defeating Kikyo, the fallen flower, to retain the the championship. So uh, that's kind of a in the world of of uh, women's wrestling, that's kind of a big card match right there and we got it right up here in seattle in the middle smack in the middle of the card it was not nowhere anywhere near the top even though it could have been but that's it that's that's my indie roundup just like i said i wanted to get real quick because we got some big stuff to talk about and we're going to spend a lot of time on it uh we already started to even though we were only on the indie roundup so yeah uh, All right, I'm just going to toss it off to uh to Denise and then we'll come back and and we'll go talk about some some more stuff. Excellent. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your Head. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of luchacentral.com. On Tuesdays, Math, Mats, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday night's live is WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener Collins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central weekly podcast, one in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha Legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution Luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at Lucha-Masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution.
Dado for that. Lucha Central Central. First up, real quick, we would be remiss if we didn't mention it. On AEW this week, we had the Owen Hart tournament qualifying match between Dante Martin and Ray Phoenix. Such an exciting matchup. As soon as they announced this match, I was excited. These are two of the best aerial guys in the world right now. And it was easily the most exciting match of the show. Pretty much exactly what you would expect from seeing these two in the ring together. They delivered on the promise of the yeah. just the name yeah. appeal alone. And Phoenix winning was the obvious choice in the match. Like that's, I mean, it was where they were going. But Dante still looked like a million dollars. He has main event written all over him. And he is such a natural talent, such a remarkable talent that every time you see him, you can't wait to see more of him. And when he's with somebody like Phoenix in the ring, he, somebody that really understands who can be that alternate for him and knows how Dante works. He looks like the most promising wrestler in the world. I am so hyped on Dante Martin. Like everything he does is just fantastic. Phoenix is the same way. We've talked before on the show many times about the effortlessness of everything that Phoenix does. And Dante Martin is very close to that. I mean, he gets better every time. Fantastic stuff. I can't wait to see where that's going. There's also, we're building up to double or nothing and kind of obvious that we're going to see something. I don't know what with probably a mixed tag, maybe even for the AAA tag titles. We'll get to that later, but we're going to see something with Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky and Paige Van Zandt. In my opinion, that's where that's obviously going. I mean, they, they do seem to be seed planting those seeds in in multiple promotions yes absolutely <laughs> and then the other lucha match we may see is there's a rumor out there uh dan mcmahon who is a belt maker you know extraordinaire everybody's if you really collect belts you've heard of dan he confirmed that 100 percent trios titles have been made and delivered to tony khan and apparently they're just waiting on Kenny Omega to kind of come back and be part of the debut of all that. But one of the most obvious trios would be Death Triangle. Like they were really the first major trio of major top guys set up. And it's now in the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now we've also got Eddie Kingston with Proud and Powerful. I mean, that's mm -hmm. pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's something going on with FTR, CM Punk. There's obviously the Adam Cole thing with Redragon. I mean, like a lot of trios going on, and you still ahead. have the Dark Order, Dark uh, yeah. Order running Dark around. Dark Order and the House of Black. <laughs> yeah, all kinds yeah. of stuff. AEW has always kept trios records. They've always referred to them as trios, not a six man or whatever. Very exciting. I I hope we get to see the titles. It has kind of a I don't want to say a promising lucha touch but we've seen so many titles defended in AAA and AEW kind of concurrently lately that I'm very excited for the lucha prospect of the trios titles of course as more comes yeah. out about that we'll keep you posted it's looking like that's post double or nothing that's uh Memorial Day weekend so early June leading up to maybe the main event or the Forbidden Door or the main event of Forbidden Door could be trios titles that's kind of a rumor so very exciting stuff but we'll keep you posted with all of that 
But right now, Brendan has CMLL news. Oh, well, I, I actually didn't because. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to keep, I'm going to keep it all together. They, so once again, they're still going on with the, uh, the tournament. I thought that the tournament was going to be done with the, the universal tournament was going to be done when we were recording this, but it turns out it's still not done. So that's why I had changed my mind and decided to not have it on, <laughs> but uh, I didn't remember to tell Dusty that ahead of time. So here we are. Uh, CMLL is still putting on good matches. They're still having their, their cards on Friday night. Unfortunately, I work on Friday night, so I haven't been able to watch as much, and I'm just relying on results. So I'm going to just shout out to Cubs fan over at Lucha Blog, who regularly puts up CMLL results for me. I regularly read them there, but uh, this week I don't have anything because I'm waiting until we finish up the Universal Championship so we can cover that. Okay, sounds great. That leads us into the big story of the week, our main story, like the the pretty much the rest of the show. It, Triple Mania, <laughs> Chapter One. We had Triple Mania. It was in Monterrey at the Stadium de Baseball Monterrey. A uh, lot of stuff going on. There was a couple of early matches that were not part of the show we saw that were taped for the television production on Space TV. They have not yet aired at the time we record, so I don't have the results of those matches. But the first up for us was the Ruleta de la Muerta quarterfinal match we had between Pinta and Ultimo Dragon. This was a great match. This was the one I was the most excited for, but I felt like it didn't really get the time it deserved. Well, okay, so I feel like that happened with a lot of the Ruleta de la Muerta. They went like, fast. They, uh, most yes. of them went fast. Uh, the ones that didn't kind of took a little too much time. Mm-hmm. LA but, Park? Uh, okay, <laughs> we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, yeah, I, I, it was, it was a good match. They still managed to, to make the time feel full. Like you feel, felt like you got a good match. Yes, we Oh, yeah, it was more. an incredible match. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the speed <laughs> of it was not a complaint. It was fantastic. And it was also Ultimo Dragon's first match in AAA since 1996. He's yep. been affiliated with CMLL for pretty much the entirety of his career. And yeah. so it was, you know, kind of a special, exciting moment. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, it just felt, gave it a big feel, made it feel important. Uh, After the match, you know, we kind of saw the code of honor type thing. They shook hands with each other, and then Ultimo paid his respects to Marcia LaPena at ringside. And um, Antonio Pena was the one that kind of helped him come up with the Ultimo Dragon gimmick. Yeah. So he's he's really tight (laughs) with her. And and was tight with CMLL because of his initial association there. So it's a big deal that he came back. Yes. Next up, we had. Oh, oh, go ahead. You didn't actually tell us the result yet. You just told us that it was a great match. (laughs) Yes. Ultimo Dragon. He won with the Acai DDT pinned Pentagon. So he is out of the tournament. Penta is moving forward in the tournament. I don't believe the tournament brackets have been announced for no. the next lineup. No, I but, think they're going to keep us guessing on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So but, let's let's since this is the first one, let's go over this format one more time because I found a lot of people online were still confused <laughs> by the true. formatting of this tournament. 
Um, so do you, did you want to do it? It is your no, no. Go forward. Yeah, I figured yeah, we so, share this week. It's everybody's <laughs> segment this week. So the idea is that when you win in the Roulette de la Muerte, you are now out of the tournament, and it is going to be then the the loser moves on to the next round. And so it'll be the losers of all of this show in Monterrey are still in the tournament. The winners get out because what happens is the last two people who are still in the tournament will wrestle each other in an apuestas match, which I believe will be at the third night of, uh, yes, of in Mexico city, triple B. Yeah. In Mexico city, no less. And, uh, you will, and the, the loser of that match will lose their mask. And, um, and it's, it's really important because, uh, Pena, not not Pena. A couple of uh, Dorian, I think, said the these are uh, these are the most important masks in all of lucha libre at this point, and I don't think they're wrong. Like I think, I mean, yeah, I mean the, these are all <laughs> yeah. When when we get through the who the winners and losers are, I mean it's there's a lot of top guys in there. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's legends of the past, there's there's current there's contemporary people and uh really the, only a couple up and comers like Pentagon is technically an up and comer in this field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's really the only up and comer at all in this field moving forward. Yeah, it would be yeah. interesting to yeah. And uh, but very exciting, great opening match too. I mean, that yes. could have been your main event easily. And uh, the fact yeah. that that was the, the opening match, I mean, I knew it was going to be an exciting card just based on that. And the Ultimo winning was a little predictable. I figured Pinta would move on. He creates the most kind of drama and emotional turmoil in the yeah. place this match. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. But speaking of a predictable win, I actually predict, <laughs> he, I actually predict he's going to wind up in the finals. Yeah, that's what I was going like, to say. I think yeah. that the next match, he's, he's going to lose because it creates the most story. And, and based on the, the rumored brackets, I'll get to those after we do the entire card, but based <laughs> on the rumored brackets, like, it's going to be a very interesting main event. Uh huh. And yeah, yeah, I mean. Well, any of the, any of the, and again, we have to get to that, but any of the combinations of who we have left are super interesting, and there's just no bad matchup that does not draw all of the world of, of Lucha in, in to, to see this, but that we, we do have to get there. We do have to see what's going on, and I have some predictions on some of that too. So what was our next match though? Uh, yes, that was the mixed tag team match. We had AEW's team, of uh, Sammy Guevara and T- Ty Conti. Sammy was injured. He was replaced by Parca Negra. They were up against Latigo and Maravilla, Commander and Sexy Star, and the championship team of Aris and Cheek Tormenta. Sammy oh, got – yeah, I mean, like, this I was match just, was – I had such mixed feelings because, yeah, the last two – uh, Commander, it was a last minute addition and it just blew my mind to see him coming out there because he, he's so good and he's only getting a few so breaks good. here. And, uh, but this show was in Monterey where he's like based out of a lot of the, the younger names on this are guys that work for Chaos and Lucha Time and all these northern Monterey promotions. Uh, and, and it's, it was so cool all night to see them. So sorry, I just. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it was Police <laughs> Commander, and it was a name we didn't really expect to see on the show. No. And his inclusion, like, as soon as I saw him, I was excited. I was like, yes! You know, like, it was a, yeah, it almost felt like a, yeah, like a secret club. If you knew who Commander was, you were so hyped that moment that he came out. And it's just so cool. The The whole match was fantastic. The, they did make it very clear in the match this was Sexy Star 2 not sexy yes. star. And I felt like that distinction is important, especially going forward, you know, at the next triple mania, um, night two, June 18th, uh, in Tijuana, we have the women's Ruleta de la Muerta. I guess it's a tournament, but it might be kind of like a gauntlet match. And whoever loses the match, the two losers go into an immediate of Puestas match later that night. That is um, how past Ruleta, some past Ruleta de la Muertes have gone. It's just a, a scramble, more of a CMLL-style tournament where they'll have a scramble or a, a, a rumble event, and then the last two, it turns into a real match, and Tarantes gets involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we did see Tarantes <laughs> play out in this match. He... Sammy was not injured. Well, if he was, he wasn't so injured that he wasn't able to run in with the crutch. He had a metal crutch due to his injury, hit Ari's with it. And Tarante seemed perfectly fine with the EO del Tarante, as I guess I should clarify. He yeah. seemed perfectly fine with the entire event of folding in front of him. And Ty was able to hit her move. And then they became champions after getting the win over Los Vipers. I kind of knew that's where it was going, but as soon as I saw Sammy with the crutch and Ty hit the Ty KO, I was like, okay, it's obvious where this is going. (laughs) Yep. And the new mixed tag team champions, like I said, that ties into the AEW thing. Double or nothing, it's very clear we're going to see Sammy and Ty versus Scorpio Sky. Like I said, I, I think it's fairly obvious it'll be Paige Van Zandt. Although on Twitter, Ty did kind of call out Alex Gracia, who is dating Scorpio Sky. And, Ooh. and Alex, yeah, Alex was like, what are you calling me out for? Call out Paige Van Zandt. That's who's on TV. <laughs> so it, Interesting, just in general. I kind of like the whole vibe. I like where it's going, the the blending of the fourth wall and kind of bringing the drama outside of the show and and tying AEW and AAA together. It's obvious that they've been fairly high on each other for the from the beginning. Before the New Japan thing, it was obviously their most high profile partnership started 2019 pre-pandemic before the forbidden door was ever cracked open a lot going on there and like i say i think the trios titles are going to figure into this so much going on but the next match we had big match la park versus viano for and one of the ruleta de la muerta matches mm-hmm. and if you expected a bloody brawl this is exactly what you got it was uh-huh. crazy. I mean, yeah, violent, and it went on long. This was it as much as the Ultimo Dragon Penta match was the shortest Ruleta match, and it was. And it, it in a way, it felt the shortest. They packed a lot into it, but it left me wanting more the most. This match right. left me wanting more the least. 
I mean, it yeah, was, I, I mean, they were biting each other. I mean, Viano literally bit yep. Park on the head. It was, yeah, just insane. And the crowd was 100% behind LA Park. Just, yeah, this was, they, they gave, they gave the introduction that he was, he had moved to Monterey where, which is what he calls home. And they got that pop from that moment and it never stopped. And it didn't help the, for Viano that Viano started in the traditional bad guy kind of way. He, he jump started the match, attacked Laparco with, a, with weapons and took the whole thing on the outside before the bell even rang. So. Like it, tell the tell the fans you're a Rudo without telling the fans you're a Rudo is kind of you know to use that that yeah. name. <laughs> and it, yeah, the nasty DDT <laughs> on the ramp before the match yeah. started. And I mean, and the, if you watch WCW, this is the same Viano Four you may remember from back in the Nitro and Thunder and Saturday Night Worldwide days. Like the same guy, he's still the got the who, mask. It, yeah, the one who infamously got hurt on television, and everybody remembers that part. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was – I mean, it's exciting to see him back. He's a big name, not a huge name. It was maybe the most I had ever seen Park's mask torn in a match. Like, if you want to know what Park looks like oh. with some face paint on, check it out. Like, that was – yeah, <laughs> you pretty much saw the whole thing. And, it, they, it, some of the guys were pointing out on that that – the uh from the moment that the that happened the the camera angle switched to mostly wide shots of the ring just so that we wouldn't get a nice tight shot of la park's face with a tiny strip of cloth on it yeah and and it's smart like camera work we would never see that in something like wwe i mean they would break that kind of suspension of disbelief that we have there with them and just a cool spot Viano went for the figure four leg lock, but L.A. Park, he caught him in the roll-up, the deadliest move in all of wrestling, and got the pin. Fans threw money in the ring after the match. I mean, it was it was bloody. It was two old men just beating the hell out of each other. But it was, I mean, that's part of Lucha Libre, and that it was awesome for what it was. Afterwards, they shook hands, raised each other's hands in the middle of the ring. Super, super cool. And, uh, then I don't have it in my notes, but I believe next was when they gave Latin Lover a plaque to kind of recognize his work. And yeah. as he was talking to the crowd, Jeff Jarrett, who is now with La Empresa, came out and Ray Scorpion and Karen Jarrett came with him. Uh, he got in Marciella's face. Uh, he did his heel thing. He forced the, announcers to translate for latin lover and um karen yeah got two, tra- two latin lover he said terrible things yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah called him yeah terrible names latin lover finally took off his jacket took a shot at him ray scorpion took down latin lover and then i i could not dream that i would ever see Vampiro and AAA. If you recall back to our <laughs> interview with Vampiro, I asked him what it was like to work in AAA as a wrestler before he worked there as the talent, uh, head of talent relations when he was doing the Triple Mania thing, kind of running the show there. And he looked me in the eye and said, I never wrestled in AAA, brother. 
And so, <laughs> but still, here he comes. He made his big entrance. He oh. went after Jeff Jarrett. He came to rescue Latin Lover. And Latin Lover grabbed Karen Jarrett and gave her a kiss against her will. I guess you could still get away with that in Mexico and be the good guy. Yep, you still can. That's actually how <laughs> the good guys used to get revenge on the evil women, if you if people will remember. is uh, Yeah. They, instead of punching him because that was still bad in America, they wouldn't they they would give him a big old kiss and then the... <laughs> and yeah, it it was exciting. Vampiro apparently back in AAA. He quietly left in I believe April of 2020 with no real explanation other than you know what was most likely the pandemic i mean he wasn't living in mexico how was he going to get down there all the time pandemic going on now things have lightened up he's back with them apparently it's just in a performer role not in a kind of backstage role but i would imagine that may transition he was i mean that was one of the more well thought of triple manias before this one i think this might be the best triple mania ever it's in the running at least and great night um, next up, we had Dragon Lee and Drillistico versus Taurus and Luchador Sapresa, Johnny Caballero versus Laredo Kid and Jack Cartwheel. Johnny Caballero, if you remember, Johnny Mundo from uh, Lucha Underground, John Morrison from WWE, Johnny Impact, you know, whatever you want him to be, he's there just as good as always. He's just fantastic in the ring. I like everything he does. He had some great interactions with Johnny Cartwheel and, you know, just a, a fantastic match. I really enjoyed this one. Taurus and Johnny Caballero, John Mundo, as I, I mean, I'm going to be calling him Johnny Mundo if he sticks around. Like Johnny Caballero, that's just not going to be something I remember. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to, yeah. We're just going to keep Swip it, especially since he changes. Oh, I know. What yeah. Johnny he is all the time. He was, you know, kind of his heel best in this match. He had the water gun. He and Taurus won when he hit a low blow on Laredo Kid. He rolled him up to get the pin. Just classic Johnny Mundo stuff. But seeing him paired with Taurus, like the mixture of Johnny Mundo's humor and his kind of physicality with Taurus's like brutality and just physical, like he's just imposing. And it was a perfect pairing. They worked together so well, loved what they did together. Fun match. And then mm-hmm. after that, we had another Ruleta, Ruleta de la Muerta tournament match between Rio de Jalisco and Blue Demon Jr. And this one was, yeah, I mean, it was I, crazy. I knew this was going to be a, I was wondering how they were going to differentiate this because this was totally on paper going to be another Haas fight slobber knocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did differentiate it pretty well. Blue Demon was very much the... Rudo Blue Demon of the uh, Dr. Wagner feud. He The hammer was at ringside, which just had me worried, terrified for <laughs> Rayo de Jalisco because that's a real hammer, folks. There's no... Yeah, way. there's no gimmicking a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, and this was also a callback being in Monterey to the mask versus mask match between their fathers. Rayo de de Jalisco Sr. and Blue Demon Sr. had faced off in 1989, I believe, in Monterey. And in the same. So this match was also a throwback to that. 
uh, besides the hammer, we also had cookie sheets, the baking sheets. Of course. Ringside. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, chains. It was, yeah, it was an intense match. And, <laughs> and these guys, I mean, like, you believe they legitimately hate each other. And right? I mean, even, though, even though the feud was not actually about either of them, it was about their fathers. Right. Like, we we they probably have wrestled over the years because that I mean that'd be a big. They've both been around forever. Ever, yeah, ever, they had but, to have. But like that is one thousand percent the story that they that the announcers in both English and Spanish were putting over is that this was about setting right for 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 Rayo. This was about setting right the 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 match from his father and for Blue Demon. This was about maintaining legacy. So you know. Yeah. And, oh. <laughs> and speaking of legacy, we had Cien Caras come out right as Rio de Jalisco was going to put Blue Demon in the surfboard. Cien Caras, um, I believe the English commentary put over that Rio de Jalisco unmasked Cien Caras. It happened, I, yeah. I believe, in the early 90s. Um, but then after he comes out, like Cien Caras's family comes out. And, and he's related to everybody. Mascara 2000. <laughs> Nuevo Generacion Dinamita. They're all out there. Ryo was able to take a guitar away from him and smash Blue Demon with it to get the pin. He sold it like he had literally been murdered. Like he laid there like he was knocked out forever. And yeah. it, it was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, he really did a great job there. Dinamitas beat up Ryo de Jalisco after the match, put the whooping on him. And it, it was incredible. Medical personnel had to place Demon on a stretcher, a backboard stretcher, carry him backstage. And, and as they're wheeling him out, the Ciacaris and Los Dinamitas, these are bad guys. They're not going to let him lay on the stretcher unscathed. So they beat his ass all the way to the back. <laughs> to be honest, that's the moment that I knew it was uh, it was performative. Because he did sell it so well. I was just like... He did. Like I say, he sold it like he was murdered. Like he just laid there. And I do want to explain, because I said this to people in the the, uh, fight chat room. They love to do this. uh, Especially AAA, but uh, like in Mexico, they love to to bring out the stretcher as part of an angle. They love to have a guy just lay there and look dead. They, They will do this a lot. And and uh, it it always gets the same reaction. Like the fans are super into it. They believe that the guy is really hurt. Uh, you know, everybody is is trying to tune into all the dirt sheets to find out if he really was hurt or not. And then you know, then it's it turns out it was just part of an angle, and you you bid on it, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's that's back what you wanted to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's back to blurring the lines again. It's one of what, why people really get into a, a lot of this wrestling is where you, you know, you want to feel like, is this real? You, you know, it's, I go to a magic show. I know that he's not really cutting a woman in half, but I still have that thought. Like, what just happened? <laughs> what, you know, and that's, that's what I, you get out of something like this. Um, this is one of the weird things though that had, uh, someone else brought up this whole match is there are there are we've only gotten to a couple of them there are a number of run-ins that happened on this show and this like the run-in part of this match was was almost forgettable 
Like compared, especially yeah. compared to the others, you will when we get to it, you'll know which one was in my head. But but uh, like I didn't think about that. I thought about the guitar shot, and I thought about Blue Demon being dead when I was thinking about all the cool things that happened at this. I didn't really remember NGD being there or uh, Mascara Anyo two thousand, you know, any of it. Just but it was that guitar shot, that stiff. Guitar oh, shot. and they it was murdered? super stiff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like a lot of times you see those guitar shots and you can tell they've been gimmicked where they've cut the guitar down to break easily or sometimes mm-hmm. even a guitar made out of balsa wood. Not so with this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That, and that's part of why I felt like he might have been legit hurt because, yeah, like there was no. Yeah. <laughs> there was it, yeah, no it was. Easy gift. It was brutal. <laughs> Like when people say I am the table, this was I am the guitar. Yeah. It was. (laughs) And and then next up we had one of the matches I was most excited for, my second most excited match of the whole night, Pagano, Bandito, and women's Reina de Reina's AAA champion, Taya Valkyrie versus Cybernetico, Entrade El Idolo, and Diana Perazzo who Taya obviously beat just about a week ago at Impact's Rebellion pay-per-view. They start out the match. Taya, oh, she just looked incredible. She had some nasty-looking arm drags. Cybernetico was in there. He he and Taya mixed it up a little bit. Pagano got involved. I mean, this match was it was all over the place. Even the announcers, I watched it with the Spanish commentary on, and Hugo kept yelling, brutal, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. See, what I mean, was cool for me was that even though I was watching the English commentary, uh, it, by the way, the, uh, those are some guys that you can expect to hear from at Expo Lucha because they've both been at Expo Lucha in the past. So if you have a... Uh, have thoughts on their commentary in English? Be save them. They'll, yeah, you'll yeah, get you a, can tell them their face. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but uh, the the uh, the Spanish announcement was over the house mic, so I could still hear that brutal, brutal, and and the the peligro all the time. Yeah. So I knew I knew what Hugo was doing. I knew what was going on. I felt like I was getting the best of all worlds here. <laughs> Bandito looked fantastic in this match. We mentioned him earlier. I think the reason Bandito's kind of quietly dropping the title at places like PWG and things, I think somebody snapped him up because he looked so good this weekend. And, I mean, just had a fantastic sequence with Andrade. I mean, he was really – I want to say Taya was the star of the match. I love Taya, but truly for me, Bandito was the star of the match. He worked with everybody. Uh, there was great stuff that he did with Diana and Andrade together. Pagano was fantastic. Eventually, La, Latigo came in with a fire extinguisher that he sneaked in from ringside, started spraying yeah. everybody. He sprayed the fire extinguisher at Pagano. Pagano fell from the top rope then and onto the table at ringside. Latigo sprayed the referee. And so Andrade, Cybernetico, and Diana raised their arms as if they'd won. But the referee, he, he'd done been sprayed. He'd seen what went on. He did not yeah. think they won. Called for disqualification. So Pagano, Bandito, and Taya defeated 
Cybernetico, Andrade El Idolo, and Diana Perazzo with disqualification. Pagano looked fairly shook up from the spot where he fell off the rope. I mean, part of me felt like it was on purpose, like when I first saw it, but then after the match, like I say, he seemed shaken up. He walked out of his own volition. Everything seemed good, but it, yeah, I mean, it was a kind of a scary spot. Yeah, and, he, he landed tail first on the, that hard spot where the table is real and full in for so anybody mm-hmm. who's ever hit their tailbone on something and had it hurt for days that yeah that's probably what he is. <laughs> uh, but yeah he's tough great match love seeing the interaction between ty and great, diana perazzo great great match terrible finish yeah terrible. the finish it was not great not only was the fire extinguisher thing overdone it was badly done so <laughs> Uh, yeah, just, uh, I, I felt bad because that really took it from, from like match of the night, potential match of the night to, you know, I, I'm just being a little, a little sad about, about some of my favorite people being, not being in a more elevated spot as a result of that finish. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, like I say, it's to play out the thing between oh. Taya and Diana. Well, there's, yeah, there's ways that it could have gotten where they, where they got to that weren't as gimmicky and, and stupid, but, you know, I don't know, Conan's, I don't want to pretend like I know more than Conan, he's a genius, so, (laughs) I'm gonna just, just chalk this up to, I didn't like it, and, uh, I didn't like the finish, but he, he still had his finger on the pulse to make a great match and is building a great feud. Yeah, and and I'm excited to see what's next. I wasn't excited about yeah. the the finish, but I'm excited to see what is next. Yeah. And uh, speaking of next, our next match in the card, I knew you had to be excited about this one. Psycho oh, Clowns versus Connect. So oh my gosh! Can you believe Connect's <laughs> going to be seventy in like a month? No, I can't because I mean, he, he did not so look. I mean, good. no, he does look like a muscular older man, but he does not look seventy. He not know, at he, all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he looks fifty. I mean, <laughs> he really does. Like, I mean, yeah. and and the best compliment, he looks twenty years younger, and 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 moves yeah. twenty years younger. I mean, like you say, like uh-huh. an older man, and. Through the match, I mean, like, he, he just wasn't having any of Psycho Clown shit. He literally ripped his mask off. <laughs> like, just so, yanked the top off of it. <laughs> so, I just, everything about the, because we haven't gotten to my favorite part yet, but everything, like, Connect being so in control. He started, he was super dominant. I got, like, a good three to five minutes of, of Psycho Clown being beat down by an, by Connect, who looked like an absolute legend doing it. It wasn't like when, uh, in, in the Rayo match where you had a lot of cheating or in the, uh, the Viano match where it started, the dominance part started with, it was just Kanek was out wrestling him, out muscling him and out thinking him. And it just was so good to watch. It was amazing. Yeah, like no matter what he did, uh, and, and nothing worked on. It. He even hit him with the steel chair, hit him right in the head. Psycho Clown hit the neck. It, it wasn't enough. I mean, he was bleeding. Like uh, he, he hit him in the head. They propped him up against a wooden board in the corner and speared him into it. Yeah. And 
he started to bleed, but Psycho Clown still couldn't win. He climbs to the top rope. Connect won't let him go. <laughs> it was nope. amazing. And then all of a sudden, we heard some familiar music. Oh my and God, this was it. This I wish I had a live reaction of me. I popped <laughs> out of my chair because I knew it from the first. I, I could win. Name that tune. <laughs> I knew it from about the fourth note. I was like, no, no, it can't be. And it was so exciting. Dr. Wagner Jr. shows up with a damn baseball bat to attack Psycho Clown. Get revenge on his mask. He lost his mask to Psycho Clown at Triple Mania. And yeah. he came back for revenge. Five years. <laughs> and and Connect just stood there and watched the whole thing happen. It was amazing. And well, as soon as Doctor, go ahead. <laughs> well, so they did a nice, they did a nice little mini swerve on that. Like, I mean, there was no doubt in my mind he was going to hit Psycho Clown, but they still tried to make me think that he was going to hit Connect because Connect stood between him and Psycho Cloud when he got in the ring with the baseball bat, <laughs> and then Psycho Clown, being Psycho Clown runs up behind him way too energetically and pulls on Wagner's shoulders, which kind of just naturally led him into hitting Psycho Clown in the gut with the baseball bat. Like, <laughs> it, it it could be argued, if you didn't know the history of these two, that that wasn't going to happen until Psycho Clown interjected himself, which, again, makes me love this even more, because that just makes me think of, the overly energetic and excitable psycho clown getting himself inserting himself in and getting a beat down for it. Like that just makes me like, I, and I hope the fans feel that way too. Like, Oh, he was just going yeah. there to stop, you know? Oh gosh. Yeah. And yeah. then how to whooping cause he couldn't, couldn't keep his pride <laughs> out of it. Run up yeah. there. Yep. And then yeah. connect still throws the elbow. Before. Yeah, always. <laughs> got to hit the elbow. Got to get your moves in. <laughs> but yeah, he hits the elbow. He gets the pin. And, and then it gets even more exciting. So Dr. Oh. Wagner just continues to beat the crap out of Psycho Clown. He's doing his poses and everything. Psycho Clown gets to his feet. He's finally going to get his comeuppance and give, or give the comeuppance to Dr. Wagner. But Andrade runs in, and before Psycho Clown could do anything, he cuts him off and rips off Psycho Clown's mask. (laughs) It was crazy. Yeah, like, I didn't expect that at all. And instant, like, main event feud now with Psycho Clown and Andrade. It's perfect. And so now there's an alliance between Andrade and Dr. Wagner, and they give Psycho Clown, they had a board propped up, they gave him a twin suplex through the board. Super exciting spot. And that gave us our four challengers. Psycho Clown, Blue Demon Jr., Pentagon Jr., and Viano 4. Those are our Ruleta de la Muerta challengers who will yeah. face each other in the next round of the tournament. The matchup is allegedly Psycho Clown versus Blue Demon Jr. and Pentagon versus Viano 4. And I'm pretty excited. I think that's probably how I would have lined up the matchup. That way you get the turmoil of will it be the young guys? Will it be the older guys? I think that we probably see Psycho Clown win this match and it's Pinta versus Blue Demon because it's hard to see either one of those guys losing their mask. But 
it could just as easily be Psycho Clown and Penta. There's there's a lot of variables in play. See, that that gets that's where it gets weird because imagine that Psycho Clown and Penta, which is kind of what I'm I'm also thinking is going to happen. Yeah, I think but, that could be but, the most likely because it's the least guessable. Uh, yeah, and and it's it's going to pull the biggest, uh, super big crowd of American fans. Absolutely. Uh, in which they've made quite clear that that's what they want. Uh, Miranda oh, man, says yeah. Psycho Clown. She has seen Under the Mask. She knows what Psycho Clown looks like. And she said he was a very handsome man. And She, she and, did use the words very and handsome. Not just yes. handsome. She modified it with very. So Very um, handsome. <laughs> and Meatloaf told us that Penta had a little round face. And so, <laughs> I feel like if we're gonna go by who's handsome, it might be Psycho Clown. <laughs> well, the, the truth is, uh, neither one of those guys needs the mask to reach the next step in their career. They uh, really don't. You know, Psycho Clown can just go to putting clown makeup on if he still wants to look like a clown. And, I mean, almost the same thing. Penta could do, just go with a face paint gimmick if he wants. So. Yeah. Or he can go with a name change, too, because so, he's changed his name a few times over his career at this point. Right. Yeah, I mean, we could even just see him wear the ring, mask to the ring. We've kind of seen them wear the overlay masks before. Yeah. Well, like Wagner of, did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, very exciting. A lot of possibilities. Super excited for the Relata de la Muerta tournament to go on. We'll kind of touch on that again when we run down the card for the next night of Triple Mania. So I do uh, keep going on on because we I alluded to this earlier when we were talking about the LFI possible reunions and whatnot. Wagner did ask Penta, oh not Penta, Andrade, if he would join the Legada de Lagunero or the Legacy of Lag. I don't know what Lagunero is re- referencing, but I did catch. Do you speak enough Spanish to know that? And he kept saying "sí" or "no." And I believe Andrade didn't give a firm answer, but it did come off kind of as C. So, yeah. Uh, Be very and he put exciting. on the baseball shirt. He put on he put on Wagner's baseball shirt. Also present for those of you who keep track of this, because we talk about them on the uh, on the indie roundup a lot. Were both of Wagner's sons? They came out with him. So you had uh, Galeno Del Mal and Hijo uh, de Doctor Wagner Jr. They did not come out and participate in the beatdown. They just showed up to look cool during Wagner's awesome, <laughs> supposedly improm- impromptu entrance. Yeah, he didn't need their that. help. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, I mean, more than anybody else unmasked, he just looks so cool. Like, he's just yeah. a cool-looking dude. And, I mean, he looked like he meant business. I, I love the whole thing. Very excited for this. Very excited to see how Dr. Wagner figures into the whole psycho clown thing going forward, too. And Andrade, well, you know, he go ahead. Yeah, I think um, that's because the Triple Mania is a three night affair. I think that we're going to get different variations on that. I don't know which I think it's probably Andrade and Psycho Clown will square off first and then we'll get Psycho Clown and, and Wagner when Psycho Clown probably win. You know, and it, it, but I, it, you know, who knows? Because Psycho Clown is still in the the tournament, so yeah, 
Well, that's gonna, it. We could see Wagner cost him the tournament, and that would really be interesting, too. Yeah, right? Like, if he loses his mask because Wagner cost him the tournament? I mean, you the storyline. Well, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, crazy. Yeah. And very exciting. And Oh, we don't want to forget, we've also got the main event at EO Del Vikingo and Phoenix versus the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Conan accompanied them to ringside. Very cool. This Conan is... in character still hates AAA. I yeah. just I love that he has stayed consistent with that. And that's yeah, <laughs> super in character. This was the first like actual match for Phoenix since he had that elbow injury on January the fifth. If you remember, they said he'd be out for four to six weeks. Here we are, three four months later. <laughs> Four months later, I guess. Uh, but he finally had his match. Uh, also, Vikingo had been injured for about six weeks. Since March the 19th, we hadn't seen him in action. So it was, you know, pretty exciting match back. Turned out, uh, it was on the Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer reported that AAA asked the Young Bucks, you know, would you be willing to come down and wrestle for Triple Mania? And they said, sure, but we want to wrestle Vikingo. Like that was, I mean, we kind of speculated that that could be one of the conditions, but that was their condition. Like when they talked to Dorian, when he asked them about it, their condition was they wanted to wrestle Vikingo. And I said before, Vikingo, he is going to be the AAA guy that makes it in AEW. He's got the look. He's got the talent. And the top guys, the VPs of the company of AEW are specifically requesting to work with him in AAA. And it's crazy because a couple of years ago during Lucha Fighter Tournament, we saw him and we were like, oh my gosh, Vikingo's going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy. And now he is the guy. And it's so cool to see that evolution. And you hardly ever get to see it the way that we got to see it play out. The unique part of the pandemic and the podcast is we got to see like his entire trajectory through there. And in the middle of it all, he had a baby. He semi-retired. He said he was going to retire. Then he came back, worked it out with AAA. And now he's, you know, probably the hottest non-major company signed wrestler in the world. So many things going on for the Kingo. I just, yeah. Fantastic yeah. stuff. We saw Io Del Torrante's healing it up in this match. The Young Bucks, uh, they finally beat Phoenix and Neo Del Vikingo, but Tarantes, you know, they would, he would stop counting. And so they had him count again and again. Vikingo was pinned for at least 10 seconds. <laughs> and, and Tarantes yeah. just wouldn't count it. Very cool. Uh, it, they had like problems, you know, with the Bucks throughout the match, but afterwards it was the real story. Johnny Caballero, Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, whatever you want to call him, Sammy Guevara, Ty Conte <laughs> ran down to help the Young Bucks beat up Phoenix and Vikingo. I, I couldn't tell why. I don't know if they had a reason. I guess just AEW versus AAA, even though Phoenix is technically an AEW wrestler. So yeah, Penta, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Penta had to run down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had to run down, save his brother, had to help save Vikingo. And 
the way he was going to do that was to super kick the shit out of everybody, including Ty Conti. She might have <laughs> took like the, the meanest super kick. She has my respect for that one. It looked like a billion dollars. There's no way that didn't happen without the approval of AEW. And so it sets up some interesting things that we may be seeing some kind of, you know, male-female interaction in AEW. You know, we don't see that intergender work much in AAA or in uh, WWE. In, in, in America. Yeah, in America in general. But AAA, it's not that uncommon. Taya kind of made her bread and butter on being an intergender yeah. wrestler at one time. And that kind of also... So Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, John, you know, whatever you want to call him, he was there with Team AEW. Interesting, right? Because we have a Joker announced for both ends of the AEW Owen Hart tournament, both the men's and the women's. And, you know, if you were going to get a surprising women's wrestler from Canada to be Uh in your tournament, whose husband recently aligned with the vice presidents of the company, I guess you'd get Taya. (laughs) And we need Taya. And, 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 And not only that, the Joker is against Britt Baker. And like, what a spot. Yeah. That's the match. I, so many people that, want. That's, that's how you know it's going to be a big name. It's not going to be the return of Big Swole. It's not going to be, uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm sorry if I'm name dropping your favorite wrestlers and you're upset. <laughs> that, but they, they we're talking about they want a big name that is going to shake the world of, of AEW women's wrestling. And it's, so that means it's got to be. Somebody you haven't seen before, uh, and and that's going to be something you know. That's how they're going to try to elevate him. So Taya fits that bill. Absolutely, and she's the AAA Reign of the Reigners champion, and AAA has loved showing off the titles on AEW lately. I, I need to I need to call out a few people on that, by the way, because. Uh, there were some nice little uh, promo spots going on about uh, Deanna Parasso and how what a good wrestler she is. They would de- mention the they would never mention the AAA championship. They'd mention any other belt she had. They never mentioned the AAA championship, and they t- sometimes do that on AEW as well. And it's really infuriating because honestly, and again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that. Uh, Miranda, you're not here and, and you can't defend your, your opinion on this, but I think it's way more important than the Impact World Championship. I'm just gonna... I do too. It, the history <laughs> behind it makes yeah. it feel more important to me. Yeah. And it's just been around longer. <laughs> the, the title's been defended more places. It just has yeah. a stronger history for me. Yeah. I completely right. agree. Yeah. You know, I know, I know Miranda, she might even agree. But she would certainly put up the argument for for impact if she were here. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe fill us in on that. And call us out next week. But yeah. And then that that was Triple Mania Chapter One from Monterey. Next night will be Triple Mania Chapter Two, June the 18th, Saturday, June the 18th, at Estadio Caliente in Tijuana. The card will be Lady Shawnee versus La Hydra, Sexy Star 2, Flamer, Cheek Tormenta, Maravilla, and Reina Dorada in the Ruleta de la Muerta match. Cage match. Losers advance to a Nepuestas match later in the evening. 
Our second match will be a 13 man trip or 13 man Copa, Copa triple mania. And, you know, presumably this will include like LA Park, uh, Ultimo Dragon, Rio de Jalisco and Connect because all of those guys are advertised for this show as well. They just haven't been announced in a match yet. No well, idea. So- Let's go. I have to point out the the traditionally the Copa de Triple Mania is uh the young guys. It's the guys that are just about to bust out. So yes. like I was thinking we would see Commander and Latigo and Ares and you know I hope but, so because there needs to be a place for those guys on the card. Right. Uh, but I mean, they, there's nothing that says they can't have the, some of those legends that are now safely out of the roulette of De La Muerte show up in that too, just to add some, uh, new kind of, uh, wrinkles to it. So it's not quite the same match every year, right? Yeah. I mean, anything to shake it up would be exciting. And the opportunity to share the ring with those legends and for those guys to be able to say, yeah, I wrestled with so and so. I was in a match with so and so would be huge. Right. And, Pretty cool for them. Speaking of pretty cool, the next match, five-way match, I am super excited. I don't know if there's titles on the line. I don't have that in my notes. I would assume that titles are on the line, though. Io Del Vikingo versus Phoenix, Laredo Kid, Bandito, and Taurus. Like, what a match. Five-way. I don't believe they've officially said titles are on the line. I think they're going to... Because there's time, I think that's going to work in on a story somewhere that titles go on the line. Right. We do have Vikingo as AAA, Mega Campion. We have Laredo Kid. He is the cruiserweight champion for AAA. So a lot of cool Mm -hmm. stuff going on there. And then we have our first Ruleta de la Muerta match of the night. And it's gone both ways. I've heard Pentagon versus Blue Demon and Pentagon versus Viano 4, but it's obvious that it's going to be young guy versus old guy. So it's one of the two matchups. And then the other matchup, the other related to De La Muerta match will be Psycho Clown against either Blue Demon Jr. or Viano 4. Then we have our Apuestas match between the two women who lost the women's Roulette De La Muerta match. Remember, whoever wins gets mm-hmm. to leave, doesn't lose their mask. And then the main event for that night will be another AEW versus AAA tag team match. Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy, the Hardy Boys, versus Dragon Lee and Drillistico. And allegedly this was another choice, but this one was on the AAA side. They specifically requested that they get the Hardy brothers to work with Dragon Lee and Drillistico. I am so excited for this match. We've seen Matt Hardy is willing to do fantastically crazy things at his age. And when he gets in the ring with Dragon Lee and Drillistico and they're all able to do crazy things together, I think it's going to be amazing. It should I, be a fun one. I mean, yeah. I don't know about Matt Hardy's physicality in the match. You know, he's slowed down quite a lot in the last few years, but he's found things that work for him. His character work is fantastic. So I think he's he's spent about 10 years really shying away from the the Hardy Brothers style. But like I said, he's carved his place out anyway. So, yeah. Um, and, And I think that adds something to it. Like, to to bring it back to the uh to the AEW match uh with uh with with Ray Phoenix and and uh the one half of the 
the the Superfly brother. I don't remember what they call themselves anymore. Uh, Airwolf's brother. Uh, the the Martin. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they they did lots of of high flying spots together, and yes, it looked great. Also, at times it also looked cooperative. But having a little bit of that mix up, like when uh he when when uh Ray Phoenix was has gone against bigger guys like when he was in there with with people like Brian Cage and Lucha Underground and you know you styles make matches is still a thing yeah and very exciting matchup very exciting triple mania and again that's triple mania night 2 June the 18th at Estadio Caliente in Tijuana. It'll be on fight. Your same announcing crew, your English announcing crew will be on there. Your same Spanish announcing crew. So finally, we're going to get some some consistency on these shows, a little higher quality uh, commentary. I'm going to check out the English commentary next time. I have not checked out the new commentary team yet, but I understand I really missed out that they did a great job. Uh, you know, I was getting mixed bags when I was watching it on fight. Some people uh, w- were trashing them as the people on the internet tend to do. But, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I think you could probably, uh, probably find some, some middle ground there and just say they did a fine job. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds good to me. Um, do you have the commercial read ready? Oh, uh, I have it if you don't. <laughs> I, I I do have it on my notes here, but like I didn't realize we were jumping right over that, so I was like, uh, "Oh yeah, that's crash. that's all I had was the preview <laughs> at the end." Yeah, no, I uh, I should have pieced that together, but I was still perusing the twitters looking for any last minute <laughs> news. Uh, so here we go. If you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it's time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish, find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else, find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area, find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. It's a place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards, Seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And on top of all of this, it's free. Best price ever, free. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. And I do want to throw out there, since we're, we're talking about Lucha Central, and we were just talking about the English commentary. English commentary did... Uh, throw a shout out to Eric Muter, who uh, regularly does write-ups on Lucha, Lucha Central for us. He works with those guys uh, pretty regularly, uh, and I believe he even did some Triple Mania coverage on the website. So more reasons to go check it out, as well as uh, he's doing the, a lot of the notes and, and match prep for the English commentary. So Lucha Central is uh is running this. No, I shouldn't say that because somebody's gonna take yeah. that and say it. Um no. <laughs> but it, we're that's how deep involved some of the, the people get. So it is it's always good to point out that this is uh Lucha Central has authentic lucha coverage because it's people who are passionate and deeply involved in it. So there you go. Yeah. Exciting stuff. And 
you know, Lucha Central, like we mentioned it, we, we didn't have it this week, but Lucha Central every week, they have this day in Lucha Libre. Pep Carrera, he's got birthdays, anniversaries, video, matches of the day, all kinds of stuff. It's all about Lucha Libre. It's there every day at luchacentral.com. Exciting stuff there. We have nothing for WWE this week. Rey Mysterio hasn't been on Raw in about four weeks now. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. As soon as he comes back, we'll have interesting stuff. But until then, right, I'll give you our social media. We are at luchacentral.com. We are on Facebook at luchacentral. We also have a Facebook group, Lucha Central Weekly News. We are on Instagram at Lucha Central. We are on YouTube, Lucha Central, and we are on Twitter, Lucha Central Calm. I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy, and I am on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy. Brendan, do you want to give our listeners your social media? Let's, yeah, let's do it again. I am 321 T-Shirt Guy. I uh, That's the numbers, 321, and then T-Shirt Guy is all spelled out. And I am on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and I'm all over the Twitters, as I kind of, you might have gathered, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we also have to mention Miranda. She is on Instagram at the hashtag Miranda. And I believe you can also find her on Facebook through the, spelled out the hashtag Miranda. And we also want to mention our partners at the chairshot.com. Uh, she does a lot of work with them. She has her own podcast, the hashtag Miranda show. You should check it out sometime. A lot of exciting stuff. And until next week, I won't be joining you next week. I'll be off, but Miranda will be here with Brendan in my place. I will see you again in two weeks. But from Brendan Barr, Miranda Morales, Lucha Central crew, and myself, we want to thank you for joining us this week, and we hope to see you next week. Thank you all so much for listening to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Don't forget you can check out LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. And you can follow Lucha Central on social media at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram and at LuchaCentral.com on Twitter. Don't forget you can also check out Lucha Central's YouTube page that has tons of exclusive content, including previous episodes of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast in English and in Espanol, as well as matches and interviews you can't find anywhere else. Stay tuned and make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned for new episodes of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. For Brendan Barr, Dusty Murphy, and me, Miranda Morales, thank you all so much and we'll be with you next week.